Bethany Francis. And I'm Alicia Lubin. We're two broads living abroad, broadcasting from Santiago, Chile. We explore Chilean news, cultural topics, travel, business, and more. The Chile Today podcast is the first ever bi-weekly English-speaking Chilean news podcast. To learn more about the news topics you'll hear today, check out chiletoday.cl and enjoy quick updates from around the country on Instagram at chiletodaynews. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, if you're feeling generous, rate and review us and share our episodes on your Instagram stories. If you'd like to hear about a certain topic or have a story to share... Or would like to just ask a question, contact us directly through our Instagram at Chile Today Podcast. Oh, hi everyone, this is Bethany. So we're going to do something a little bit different for the next few weeks because our wonderful Alicia is focusing on some different stuff in her life, some projects, and we wish her all of the best luck. We support her 110%. In the meantime, we are going to have guests on the show to give us their perspective of Chile and talk about different kinds of things, get some little freshness in there. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, just email us at Chile Today Podcast with a topic you'd want to talk about or on our Instagram. Well, our email is Chile Today Podcast at gmail.com and our Instagram is at Chile Today Podcast. You guys know. You guys know. Okay, so today our guest is the wonderful, my great friend, Alejandro. Hi, Alejandro. Hello. So, introduce yourself. Who are you? What do oh you do? God. Oh, my God. Putting me on the spotlight right away. Right away. I'm uh, Alejandro. I'm <laughs> from the Chistolas. Alejandro well, wait, Venegas is my full name. Okay, to... wait, what's the Chistolas? Tell, tell the lovely I people. I will. Uh, the Chistolas is a stand-up comedy group. Um, we hold uh, bilingual shows, uh, English shows. Uh, it's the one uh, group or community that does uh, stand-up comedy shows in in English. Yeah. Or in both languages. Yeah, and actually, I'm. If you've listened to the podcast, I'm actually also in the Chistolas. And back in the day, the before times, it was so much fun to do shows. We had huge shows. I mean, when I say huge, I mean like we the bars would be full, but not like you know yeah. at a theater no, or no, anything no, like arenas that. Arenas? No, no. But fun, <laughs> like you know, we like bars. We like casual stuff, like drink, yeah. listen to comedy. Uh, I remember those times. That's how we met. That's, that's how we met. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but sometimes we would have full house. Yeah. Why not mention oh, that? Oh, man. Yeah. So <laughs> the reason that we're mentioning that is actually finally, after all this pandemic time is um, has been happening, we're, we're as a group having our first live show. So tell them yes. about that. Uh, first live show after the pandemic started, we have had a couple of online shows and the videos. You can check them out on our Instagram, at the Chistolas is the handle. And uh, it's going to be... a September 4th, Saturday, September 4th, at TPM Bar, TPM uh, in Tobalaba. It's called like that because Tomate Paltamayo. Oh, um, nice. Uh, Very hilarious. Chilean. Hilarious. <laughs> so is it going to be inside or Hang outside? Uh, it's important to to mention that this is the TPM in Tobalaba, not the okay. one in Hernando de Aguirre's because there are several TPM bars. Okay. The one in Tobalaba, 455. So don't don't worry, guys, if you're confused about the handle or whatever. We're going to put all of it in the description so you get a link to the event and everything like that. So is it, does it call, is it inside or is it outside? It's inside, but it's going to be with the uh, required uh, limitation, limits of people. Uh-huh. So uh, show up early. Or is it reservation? Uh, there's a link that we're also going to post. There's a link with the selling of the tickets. Okay, perfect. So if you want to go, buy a ticket. Yeah, if okay. you want to go, buy a ticket at the link that we're going to. It's too long to say it. Sure, no. HTTP yeah. colon slash slash. <laughs> it's from the website Recycomedia, which is also... We'll put the link. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is also um, another uh, comedy community. Abs great. We're, I'm so excited that we finally get to post of, or advertise events on the podcast again because, man, oh, man, we yeah. started doing that. that. was one of the reasons we started the podcast was to help you guys connect and find people. 
Um, but now we get to do that. So the way that we'll do that, if you don't remember our first episodes, is we'll talk about the events at the end of the show. So if you are looking for events, then um, that's where they'll be. But today we're doing it here at the top because that's where Alejandra's uh, from. Also, that she stole us does other types of events, and there's another event coming up at the yes. beginning of October. Which what day is that? The seventh. The seventh of October, and this is actually it's something me and Alejandro and Pinguino work on together called a horrible movie night, and it's basically where we watch a horrible movie yeah. that is hilarious and funny in a bar, and we drink and we just crack up, and it's absolutely free, and it's just a, it's a fun time. And then we the idea is that it would be monthly, but you never know with the pandemic. We got mm. to do one of them. Yeah. One of them before the pandemic started. We watched the... Wasn't it two? Did we do two? No, we did one. We had the next one one. planned and we didn't get to do it. We We watched uh, Velociraptor. Velocipastor. Velocipastor. (laughs) Which is a preacher that turns into a velociraptor and goes on a rampage. But there's also ninjas. So it was hilarious and so much fun. And it's a really fun way to meet people. It's uh, usually the movies are in English, but with Spanish subtitles. Mm. So bring anybody that you want. It's really fun. There will be limitations again on space. So this one's first come, first serve. And bring your Pase de Movilidad. I was going to say that too before for the Chistola show. We're yeah. going to require that you bring your Pase de Movilidad as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the movie night's also sponsored by the Chistolas and yes. the so podcast. Excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Movie. They're always so fun. Yeah. Uh, so today we have several different things to talk about news. Oh, news thing. Uh, okay, so our first piece of news is controversial Domingo Mining Project gets an environmental license. You might have been seeing this on the internet with a little penguin that looks just like Pinguino, who it was against this. It's very controversial. So. The Environmental Commission of Coquimbo Region has approved with 11 to 1 votes the Dominga Iron or Copper Mining Project, but the Supreme Court also needs to issue a ruling before the construction can actually begin. It was rejected in 2017, but the appeal with the in, um, with a successful appeal with the Antofagasta Environmental Court. The Environmental Commission has approved the project now under certain Still secret conditions. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I don't know what that Damn. means. Yeah. So Andy's Iron is a joint stock company controlled by the Delano family. Do you know anything about them? Yeah. Del. Delano. You can also say. Del. The de, of the anus. Yes. Um. <laughs> so I guess there. I've of, heard. I've heard, and I've seen like signs in the road of like they they own stuff. <laughs> Okay, like they, they like projects. Yeah, like companies. Like companies, like okay. There, there are brands that are Delano. Okay, Del... Well, that's a horrible name. I would change my name if it was Everybody Delano. Everybody says that. Yep, yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like... Um, if I would not sell meat if I was there, a company. The Carne Delano. The most vandalized signs are always there. Delano, I am sure Delano. they are. So, Dominga involves two open pit mines planned to produce 12 MT slash Y, no idea what that means, of iron ore and 150,000 T slash Y of copper and concentrates. If you know what that means, congrats. I'm sure it's a lot. Three underground pipelines would connect the mine to a megaport planned by La Higuera near the ecological unique Humboldt Archipelago, which is why it's so controversial because the archipelago is unique in the world so the archipelago comprises eight islands and islets which are among the world's top 14 biodiversity locations the area is home to about 80 percent of the humboldt penguin population poor pinguino i'm sure he has family and friends there oh no yeah um so there's strong opposition to the dominga Um, over environmental concerns, which is why it was rejected in 2017 um, by the Environmental Assessment Service, but Andy's Iron claims the rejection was illegal, and the issue has even reached the Supreme Court. Ocean Protection NGO Oceana said it was a black day for the Chilean environment, and Greenpeace Chile said the decision was scandalous since it is a disastrous project for one one of the most important places of biodiversity on the planet. 
Gabrielle Boric, who was running for left-wing Aprebro uh, Dignidad list for president, said, uh, quote, Chile Vamos and the right are doing irreparable damage by allowing the Domingo Mining Project to continue. Um, so the affairs manager of the Andes Corporation told CNN Chile that this is a project that has been that that has broad citizen support, and the Domingo will be a great green mining project. Sergio Alvarez, head of the Ciudadanos por Dominga Association, held the approval and promised to start working with more people of the community. I'm not sure if it has broad citizen support. I mm. haven't seen that. Me neither. I'm. I just. I don't. I'm not a. Um, I haven't asked all the citizens of Chile, but I'm just not seeing that. I haven't either, but I haven't seen uh, much support. Right, that was your that was your task for the for the the podcast today, asking all of the citizens if they supported the Dominga Mining Project, Alejandro. Well, uh, you only gave me like two days, and uh, isn't se- that enough? Seventeen million people is it's hard to keep up with ask questions right but you know the presidential polls usually just ask like four or five people and they're like this is what she (laughs) this is is who chile is voting for we ask 200 people we ask 200 people all in las condas who they're voting for so this this therefore this is the people going to win the election okay so second piece of news is sad that the congressional committee has rejected the new abortion bill so Congress Women and Gender Equality Committee has rejected six to seven votes in abortion legalization bill, issuing a negative recommendation for the general debate. Representatives that voted in favor were Camila Rojas, Maite Orsini, Maya Fernandez, Marcela Hernando, Patricia Rubio, and Maricela Santibanez. Mm-hmm. Um, so rejections came from... From the independent, I'm not going to list all their names. Um, from the right wing, okay. So after the vote, I didn't mean to like list the left and give them more credence. I just decided I was lazy halfway through that. So yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to be political in that. No, it's too many. So names to just I'm just lazy. After the vote, the committee's head, Maite Orsini, tweeted, "Women's rights can't keep depending on people who put their beliefs over public health." Abortion is common, if largely illegal. Carlos Ibáñez del Campo started liberalizing abortion in um, 1931 by legalizing therapeutic abortion. And in 89, the Cardinal Jorge Medina and Admiral José Toribio, that's the one, Marino, who was among the coup plotters of 73, (laughs) successfully pushed for the abolishing measure. So... Actually, we've talked about this before on the podcast. Abortion used to be legal. And then after the dictatorship, it was illegal. Yeah, that's very interesting. I didn't know yeah. that about uh, Ibañez del Campo. Yep, yep, yep. So many years ago. Yeah. So legalizing abortion has been a persistent social demand, but it was only partially legalized. Again, in, in 2017, very big year, apparently. The Bachelet administration implemented the three causes law, allowing abortion when the pregnancy endangers one, the mother's life, two, if the fetus is is like not viable, or if the pregnancy resulted from rape, incest, or incest, or incest, yeah, mm-hmm. which I guess fall under it's, the category of rape, within right? Within the same, right? Yes. So in the latter case, the victims have to prove a crime occurred uh, within weeks and convince a doctor, which sounds absolutely horrifying. Uh, the burden of proof is lighter in other cases, but women must still find doctors to that confirm the respective health conditions because here doctors have the right to refuse abortions. So unfortunately, a lot of doctors have publicly come out saying that they refuse abortions, and unfortunately this affects lower class people more than it does upper class people for lots of different reasons. So especially with private clinics. Um and all those private clinics are owned by the conservative wing of the country's economic elite. Okay, so between January and March of 2009, um, it is estimated that 142 abortions were performed under these three causes. Um, so uh, clandestine abortions still remain a um, something that is very big in Chile because they're often carried out in cash payment, even in Santiago's upscale districts. A 2013 study by the Chilean Institute of Reproductive Medicine found that 70,000 clandestine abortions occur every year. Damn. And I would imagine that that's probably a, a conservative number because, I mean, you can't make, you can make abortions illegal, but they're still going to happen. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, 
it happens. For sure. That's scary. Like, I remember moving here and somebody told me abortion was illegal. And they're like, they can put you in jail. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, and you have to, for example, if you have a miscarriage and you go to a hospital and they think that you, like, tried to abort the baby, they can actually sue you. And it's like, that's scary. <laughs> and so that's, that's terrifying. Wouldn't a doctor know? I, you would assume so, right? You know but, what I mean? <laughs> but, like, I mean, you, you, I feel like as a woman I should probably know more about this. If you got info, that would be a really good thing for a guest to come on here and explain. <laughs> oh, wait, Pinguino, you might know this. No. I only ask because his family works in the sector. I, um, I think they do know, but it takes a while. Yeah, mm. because I think the pills provoke a miscarriage, right? right? And so it would be hard to tell if you took the medicine versus if your body did it. Or, yeah. Right? I so I would not know. Just don't go to a conservative, don't go to like Clinica Los Andes for if you if you have problems with um with a miscarriage. With that situation, yeah. <laughs> that situation. So this next article is kind of um uh a trigger warning, it does evolve abuse and rape. So if this is something that is going to, uh, you feel like it's going to affect you, you can always skip over to the more fun part of the podcast where me and Alejandro talk about our theme. So just a little bit of trigger warning. So Chilean women firefighters um, have claimed, are saying that 46% of them have been abused by, uh, by somebody Damn. in the institutions, like yeah. half. So a report on gender violence among firefighters indicated that these 46% have suffered sexual abuse within the institution. And um, the report indicates that 9% of the respondents have considered self-harm or suicide because as a result. Damn. So, That's sad. Oh my, yeah, like, sad, but unfortunately not surprising. Yeah. And unfortunately... So um, the report was issued by Yote Creo, a foundation that seeks to prevent gender-based discrimination and abuse through education, advice, and management. And the uh, members are doctors of, uh, of psychiatry, for example, Claudio Lopez Nunez, and interviewed a total of 392 firefighters between the ages of 15 and 50, which is 5% of the total among the National Fire Department, according to figures provided by the National Board of Firefighters in Chile in 2019. Um, if you're a statistics person, I'm not sure what you think of that sample size. I don't know. So, Marco Ormazabal? Ormaz? Ormazabal. I'm so glad to have a native speaker here with me today. <laughs> me and Alicia just clonk through <laughs> a collab. I've, I've heard some of those. Yeah, um, we're just, we'd clonk through on the names. Yeah. Uh, with all the respect we're trying, trying to, to give trying to say names yeah i'm so sorry I, i'm doing i'm no. trying my best <laughs> i really appreciate the, the the support yeah no but it's okay yeah i don't think nobody's like oh my god uh, how yeah. can she i i mean i'm not trying to make fun of the names at all name. i'm doing my best so it says as many as 85 percent of female firefighters interviews said they had suffered violence harassment or abuse of a non-sexual nature when specifically asked about sexual harassment defined as non-concentrated sexual requirements made by member of greater or equal hierarchy, 65% said they had experienced it. Regarding physical violence, 10% said they had suffered some kind of direct physical aggression, and 12 of those surveyed said they had a degree of disability. Not sure what that means. Uh, like they were um, disabled, I guess. Like they were con like controlled, they couldn't move or something, mm -hmm. I guess is what that means. Um, nine percent said they had suicidal thoughts. Twenty-two had sought pharma pharmaceutical therapy, and nineteen percent had sought psychological intervention. So, um, can I yeah. ask a question? Sure. Uh, you know, I can be a little bit of a scatterman, scatterbrain. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, actually, I said scattermind. That's because I'm a scatterbrain. Um, right. Uh, from the from the compañeros. The abuses are from their peers yeah, that are on the yeah. same level, bomberos. Yeah, yeah the, they're also, it's Mostly, within the institution. Mm -hmm. and Or from like a boss, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it says in, within the institution, and earlier I said that, let's see, it said that there was a percentage within the hierarchy. What did I say? Let me look at my notes again. Right. Yeah, I said um 64% said it was of greater or equal hierarchy. Okay. I so see. on their level or a boss. I see. 
Um, so, uh, Marie Jose Aoud, Undersecretary of Women and Gender Equity, thanked the foundation for their work, emphasizing that it's a reality that's not different from various institutions in the country, calling the circumstances very worrying. So, as I said before, it's not super shocking because this is male dominated situations mm. often have these consequences for women and we have to find a solution for this. Yeah. I think it's a good thing that it's coming out. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one more, as you said, this is not surprising. It's one more step on this whole um, phenomenon or process, whatever we want to call it, that started in... 2017, right? With all the sexual harassment, sexual abuse of the gay, with the Me Too movement, Me Too movement, and how we have been finding out um, that this is not only a media, film, or Hollywood uh, problem, but it happens in bakeries. It happens in <laughs> bakeries. In you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Avoid bakeries, in, women. It happens in that yeast with the bomberos. It happens with, with it happens everywhere. Offices. Yeah, and, and it's good to have these surveys because now we know, and now there's like a there is evidence that we have like we can say this is happening now. What do we do about it? Yeah, How do we yeah. stop this? How do we, you know, educate people? Um, and instead of you know, because at least. For, for in my own personal experience and a lot of my women friends, we tend to avoid maybe careers or things like that or situations yeah. that are very male-dominated because of fear I'm, I'm, of... Yeah, and of, I've been hearing more and more about this over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's like... It, it, it's sad. It's super sad, and um, but I'm hoping that the next generation of women uh, gets to live in a better world with more freedom to make those decisions. So I'm glad that these things are coming out. It's really sad to, like read about but in the end i think it's going to be a good thing yeah because there's the psychiatrist intervention and there's psychological intervention and all that yeah and so it's showing really yeah like help is coming yeah and know? it's showing that these this aggression that maybe men could say like oh it's not a big deal i just did that it was like i raped her or whatever mm -hmm. there's like evidence that it's still scarring mm -hmm. like there's mm -hmm. there these women still suffer from those moments yeah. in their life so studies yeah there are studies that are like no 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 it was a big deal mm -hmm. like don't brush it off just because it wasn't a big deal to you doesn't mean it wasn't a big deal to her and mm -hmm. also you know that this doesn't just happen to women it does happen to men too yeah, men men yeah. get sexually harassed i don't want to like make anybody feel like that doesn't happen to men as well i they think experience sexual assault absolutely yeah. all of those things so this is this it is a it is an issue for women in a bigger way institutionally, mm -hmm. but I think that education and intervention will help every Everyone. gender. Yeah, you know, every sex, every gender. So mm -hmm. I think it's a good thing. So turning from something less depressing into something kind of adorable is we're celebrating fungus in the oh. animal kingdom in Chile. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently Chile is like really, really good for fungus. For... Ongos, onguitos. Onguitos. There was this woman named Juliana Fursi, and she accidentally found a like unique type of fungus in Chile, and it quote oh, changed her life. And she was 19 years old in Chiloé. She was walking along trying to do some research on like animals, and she saw this fungus, and now it's like a, like she changed her whole career so she could study fungus in Chile. Oh my god! Yeah. I didn't know that. So she dedicated her life to studying and protecting um, the plant, she says, one of the planet's most important but least known groups of organisms. She became Chile's first female field mycologist, which is a, a specialization in biology for fungi. Look at us. That'd be a good trivia question. Can I do, just do a side comment? Have you noticed that Chiloé is very similar to Ireland? It's an island. <laughs> it's an island where people like go into the forest and they have some mushroom and they start to see gnomes and do they uh, do that in Chile? Uh, and and angels and um, goblins, etc. Wait, what is? I am. This is <laughs> new to me. What is happening right now? No, I'm just. I'm just doing a parallel between between well, people. Two do, wait, regions. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> 
people do that in Ireland? People like in Ireland go to I the mean, forest? I mean, no, not necessarily. But there's a lot of mythology coming from there. So I'm assuming that also <laughs> a lot of people I re- around the are forest there- and <laughs> have some plants or fungi or, you what? know. And the mythology from Chile has some similarities. Oh, okay. So like you're saying leprechauns. Yes. I think Pinguino wants to say something. Yeah, the reason why there's so many parallels is because a lot of sailors went to Chile. Oh, that's so awesome. Awesome. Ah, they brought their mythology yeah, with yeah. them. Okay, that's true, and that's how we started to. That's why they, there's a chilo and mermaid. There's a mermaid. I was gonna say that. Yes, yeah. which is basically the flying Dutchman. Yeah. Should I repeat that, or are you just gonna keep your voice in? I'm just gonna keep it. Okay, cool. I like it when you talk. Such a gravelly voice for a penguin. I was penguin. gonna say like. Uh, was it too much of a... No, I love it. No, eh, I, I think that's amazing. Eh, Irish people out confirm. Out of the blue, freaky... Eh, no, Irish people know. confirm. Do you like mushrooms? If you do, we can... <laughs> I'm, I'm all about having a mushroom episode. Let's do it. I'm not... I might... I'm not going to take mushrooms. My friend... My Australian friend, Ellie, you've met her. She... Yeah, yeah. She knows how to... She got a whole, like, plantation, I guess I would call it of uh, mushrooms there... she knows how to do it she knows how to work the materials and like the, the, she, the magic mushrooms she grows them no no just mushrooms in general yes okay um okay so this woman as we were talking about she has written field guides she launched the fungi foundation which is the first NGO dedicated to fungus and she said Chile has made history by becoming the first country in the world to include the protection of fungi, organisms such as yeast molds, mildews, and lichens, which I thought were werewolves, but apparently also mushrooms, in its legislation. So she said, my work is really about bringing justice to the fungi. <laughs> Sorry, that's it's been very serious. Acknowledging their essential and fundamental role. Um, she said they're the coolest and most important organism on earth. Life on earth wouldn't exist as we know without them, but they're very unacknowledged. Um, her, as herself, Fursi is what she describes as a product of exile. She was born and brought up in London after Chilean mother, a student and member of the Socialist Party, was forced to flee by the brutal dictatorship. After the turn of democracy in the 90s, her family moved back to Chile when she was 15. She says the children of exiles are a generation of unrooted people. And so that's, she has like a really cool story. And um, although she came to find this like fungus by chance, she said these are underappreciated. And because she says fungi are the recyclers, the decomposers, they make sure energy is ever flowing in the ecosystem, mm-hmm. allows plants to live outside of water and allows animals to digest their food. They, she says even they will enable plants to communicate with each other, which I'm not exactly sure what that means, but cool. Um, so she says fungi are even um, important to humans, and although they provoke like squeamishness and disgust or even fear, these organisms are responsible for everything from bread to beer to antibiotics. So fungi not only feed us, they also heal us. Mm-hmm. And um, she said they also play a vital role in addressing the climate crisis thanks to their ability to sequester carbon and encourage biodiversity. So there's even an Amazonian fungus that can break down plastics, which is really cool. Um, so apparently Chile is one of the best places in the world to study fungus. She says that um, it's a fungi hotspot. The north is covered by the world's driest desert outside the poles. The central region have a Mediterranean style climate. And then of course the south with the rainforest glaciers, fjords and tundra, as we know, um, has one of the largest coastlines, you know, Chilean things. Mm -hmm. So indigenous people such as the Mapuche have used fungus for forever as food and medicine. And now they're trying to also map ancestral and traditional use of funguses um, in Chile. So it's, Super interesting. And also, while the indigenous people have always taken advantage of the country's fungus, um, Fursi says that in general, Chileans who don't have that ancestry are a little bit like turned off by fungus. And she wants to make it um, more widely accepted. She says that Chileans are sometimes called the British of South America because it is one of the most conservative countries and people are scared of eating the wrong mushrooms. So there's like a cautionary approach. So she's trying to change these attitudes, working closely with chefs, raising awareness about the country's mushrooms, um, and share these ingredients to improve 
um, unique cuisine in Chile. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that, that, they are cool. Mushrooms are cool. They're pretty. They're super cool. Yeah. yeah. I, like I like mushrooms. Them. I like them a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, for all so, sorts of reasons. Yeah, <laughs> they're tasty. They apparently are going to save the world. They're like the cockroaches of the, the the plant family, I guess. That's right. Yeah, so very cool. I didn't know. I learned something. Hope you learned something. I enjoyed. That I learned much. a little something for sure. Ah, great. I didn't know about this uh, woman. Yeah. Please say the name again, please. Yes, of course. Her name, if I don't pronounce it wrong, is Juliana Fursi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she has a really cool... Hey, Juliana, if you're Juliana listening, Fusi. we would love to interview you. You sound fascinating, as well as your mushrooms. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so today Alejandra's here, and we're going to discuss seven things that gringos or foreigners assume about Chileans that might actually be true from, you know, and he's, as yes. a Chilean man, gonna um, confirm these things so what's your first one some of these things yeah Yeah, because uh we chileans usually can get a little bit defensive uh when we hear gringos talk about (laughs) our you know culture and people and this is these are these are the things that i've i've heard them talk and then after a while i'm like you know what you're right (laughs) this actually i agree (laughs) when i start to reconnect with all of the things that i've been thinking about my own country my own people culture whatever i'm like yes Yes, (laughs) yeah you might be right we agree but sometimes it's it's okay for a chilean to say it about themselves and less okay or not okay for like some foreigner to come in and be like you know what that's right right okay so what's your first one yeah i think it's good to say a disclaimer that this uh, these are my own personal opinions, our own personal opinions, uh-huh. our perceptions. Although I, I feel like Chile Today podcast audience uh, pretty much knows that there are a lot of opinions going on in this. Sure, sure, yeah. Podcast, and we so. love Chile, and we love Chileans, and we never want to like uh, like shit on them at all. Exactly. It's just sharing the love, you know. <laughs> I feel like people are, are listening and are going like. Yeah, this is like you say before you're going to say something. <laughs> so something real before you're actually going to shit on Chile. Critical or negative. And I don't know what he's going to say, so we'll, I'll, we'll get my live reaction to this. So what's your first one? Anyway, the first one is the classic one, like customer service. Like I feel like uh, it's one of those things that gringos are very critical of and us Chileans too are critical of or have experienced a lot of things where you go, you know what? I don't need this. <laughs> this customer service is is not great. Not as not as not as great. I was r- literally thinking the other night because I've lived here for so long that I have forgotten like, specifically with like restaurants. I have forgotten mm. how coming from the U.S. and coming here, how different the service is. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to say bad because the service isn't bad. It's just much slower. Like mm-hmm. you go to a restaurant, you're gonna spend minimum an hour there just because it's going to take a while for you to get served your waiter's not going to come by the table all the time check on you you're gonna wave you have to wave them down Mm -hmm. and i forget about this and then i go and i visit the u.s and i'm like oh my god leave me alone stop being so obsessed with me right right and so it's just normal now and it doesn't bother me at like at all because i'm just used to it yeah you're not the first gringo or gringo or gringa that uh, i've heard say that yeah it doesn't it, it doesn't bother me. It's just how it is. And actually, I kind of like it now because I don't feel rushed. Because mm-hmm. when I go to the U.S., you know, I, I sit down to, like, have, you know, dinner with my grandmother. And I'm like, within 15 minutes, we've gotten our food and we're done eating. And I'm like, oh, well, I wanted to, like, have conversations and talk and, like, socialize. And, right. Without having each, each five minutes somebody yeah. comes. Yeah. And now I is feel... okay? Yeah. And now I feel like <laughs> I'm taking your table because I want to sit here for a while and talk to my grandmother. But you need your tips. And... I don't know. So that's, so yeah, but you know, um, that's one of, I guess, the positive things about slow customer service yeah. here, but don't get me started on banks or the ex or anything say, like that. Okay. So first I was going to say like, yes, the same as you, like uh, the service. And this comes from a person who has been a waiter a few times, like more than once. Right. And I wasn't necessarily the fastest waiter, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Because or, they put you in waiters. So you walk slower? No? Okay, sorry. Yeah, you just wait. I thought that was my job, to just wait. Anyway. (laughs) um, I just gotta wait and then service. (laughs) Uh, But 
um, you know what I don't like when 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 I can sense that the person is not being quite very nice or very sure having a kind or polite attitude. Right. That, that's that bothers me. I think that's um, anywhere though, right? Yeah. Just but, don't be a dick. Yes, but I've seen sort of uh, again in my own personal perception, and I do feel a little bad saying these things, so, <laughs> but. Uh, there's a little bit of a pattern here right. with people being not very nice or not very polite or friendly or which is uh, yeah a, 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 a huge cultural difference with uh, somewhere like the U.S. right or even or even other Latin American countries because yes. I have this joke with my boyfriend that is oh man the the service was so good and my boyfriend's like you know why and I'm like why and he's like because they were foreign and I'm like okay. <laughs> I don't I've, know what it is about I've, Chile. I've heard, I, I've not heard, I've commented similar things. Yeah. I, I feel very blessed or gracious that there are a lot of Venezuelans now yeah. in service because they They're can so be so good. nice and so friendly. And yeah, absolutely. With, with a little bit more of a warm attitude. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah. I like that. But uh, how about customer service in places like... Uh, banks, hospitals, clinicas. Oh goodness! AFPs. <laughs> we'll just say um, I've said it before on the podcast. Never take the first no for an answer because somebody like in Chile, yes, Chileans exactly. don't really they don't like to to not know the answer. And when they don't know exactly. the answer, instead of saying let me ask, they're gonna say no, that's not possible, or no, we don't do that, or just no. Yeah. Never take the first no. Go to someone else. Keep asking that or person. Keep, asking, keep bothering. What if you this or that. Unfortunately, you have to come up with the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that also, I mean, I have many theories about this. I could just talk about this for a whole podcast. I think it's also not their fault. I think there's a lack of training. I was going to say the same thing. That goes into, like, they just sort of throw you into a bank situation or hospital situation. Yes. or And they're like, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And so there's this, like, fear of, like, if I don't know the answer, I could lose my job yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's the same with restaurants and with service. And, right. Um, I mean, I was going to say something really similar. Like, that there's not, there's not a um, dedication to sit down with the person and explain, hey, here's what you have to do. Uh-huh. Uh, even if it sounds like I'm talking to a five-year-old, but... But even if it, but it's it's not it's it's, it's not. training. It's explaining what you have to do. It makes your restaurant better quality. Yeah. It makes your clinic run smoother. And whatever maison you are behind. Exactly. Totally. Uh, to explain, hey, and try to be really friendly. And this is what you have to do. And this is what you have to do in this case. Of course, this is not all places. But oh, sure. That is something that I've seen. You see more than once. That you see. And you remember those repeated. places with good service. Like, you're like, dang, that was good. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you, like, remember. But, you know, there you go. Very and cool. also sometimes they, they have a conflicting, uh, conflicting solutions between something. Like, yeah. say you have a doubt or a problem that you have to solve with your, whatever, um, health uh, institution or with your boletas in SII. Mm-hmm. So you call in the phone and they tell you something quite different from the person at the... Maison, how do you say that? Like the reception. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that, that also can be like, I think it, it stems from what you said before. Like there's a fear of, of not being able to say like, I actually do not know the answer to that. But let me ask. Mm-hmm. There's not really, there's much more of a hierarchy in Chile. Mm. So there's not like an open relationship between manager and like um, yeah. employee. So in the US, for example, like in jobs that I had, my managers would always say, but if you have any questions, ask this person or ask me and we'll find a solution. Right, right. Here it's like, I am the manager. You are the underling. Figure it out. Yeah, That's yeah. not my my job to like help you do that. Right. So, you know... So all the love to Chileans, and hopefully, as foreigners come in, we they bring that um, more openness yeah, to yeah, yeah. to the jobs. I think that'd be good. Why not copy the good stuff? Always copy foreigners. the good stuff that the that foreigners bring. <laughs> yeah, not the bad stuff. Uh, or Chileans learning by themselves, you know, and progressing. And, oh, absolutely. You know, uh, learning more. Uh, I think this is related to... This is number two? My number two. Which okay. Is, uh, we can be a little bit scared of conflicts. Uh, yeah. Chileans can have a hard time confronting certain situations 
um, because again, I feel like there's a fear of, in this case, a fear of uh, things turning into a big fight or turning yeah. into a conflict or instead of immediately saying something in a more assertive or honest or transparent way. Um, Much more passive aggressive in general. So there's a passive aggressiveness. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It gets uh, created there or it gets uh, spun. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> yeah. That, it happens. That yeah, it happens. The, the, the reaction will be more passive aggressive than aggressive. Yeah. If somebody has a problem with you, let's say you say something off the cuff. Which, you know, gringos, do we, we're very, you know, it, which is a true thing about gringos, too. We say things, we're much more open, we're much more aggressive. But that can be, yeah, but that much can, more aggressive Right, well. <laughs> we're much more aggressive, and so that might offend a Chilean friend of ours, but instead yeah. of our Chilean friend coming to us and being like, look, you really bothered me, it might be more that, that you suddenly notice that that friend is more standoffish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so They you want have, you to, to, to look at them, they, their face. And right. I notice something in the face. Right. Expression instead of saying something. Yeah. So it so that can make relationships, friendships, or like romantic relationships a little complicated. Yeah. Um, or familial relationships like my relationship with my mother in law, for example. Mm. Like, um, I might not realize that that thing I said in Spanish came off really weird. And then suddenly my, my boyfriend's like three days later, like, oh, she's still upset with you. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what? What'd I do? I had no idea. You have no idea. And it's just... I, there's, there's people I've met. Like, I, 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 I swear to you, like, I don't know, eight or ten years ago, had no idea if they liked me or not. All the two hands, I mean. Because you, they're just, they just don't, like, you, there's no... there's no, like, direct... Indicate. Oh. Transparent indication. <laughs> yeah, and Gringles will very be, much be like, you know what, Alejandro, you're a good guy. I like you. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. And when they don't like you, the same. Like, yeah, like you, you know, know what? I don't like you. Oh, they, you know, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Suddenly, yeah. you you think you have a good relationship with a Chilean friend, and suddenly you're not invited to their birthday party, and you're like, what? What did I yeah, do? Yeah, I never <laughs> so, knew that they had a problem. Yeah, that they talked to somebody else who yeah. communicated you instead of yeah the problem. And I think. Uh, there's things that you can understand there too. Like people are, they rather not getting to a fight, or there's that it's feeling. It's part of the of, culture. Uh, I'd rather not get into any kind of problem or fight, or. And I think there's also, you know, what I've observed about this, the people who are considered, uh, like, uh, very direct and, uh -huh. and, 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 uh, and sort of like having very strong or intimidating personalities. Um, no, I said it in the opposite way. The people who are associated to be like, this is a very direct, honest person. Yeah, What yeah. a loudmouth. What a, I don't yeah. know what's the term. Like, sin pelos en la lengua. Yeah, like they say whatever is they want to say. Is usually associated with someone who is also very, uh, supposedly has a very strong personality or can be very aggressive or can be... Right, it's automatically seen as aggressiveness rather yeah. than somebody who's just more assertive or more honest or yeah it's just Instead a different of, culture it is it is it's so like if you're planning to come to chile to study or whatever like keep an eye out for that that chileans are much more reserved yes in a lot of ways um so and that's just you know that's just different than a lot of other cultures especially if you're coming from especially if you're coming from the u.s i can't speak for other cultures because i'm from the u.s but People from the U.S. are much more direct, and that translates into a lot of things. Yeah. Saying something to your 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 coworker, mm. you know, you might be thinking you're just saying like, "Hey, can you send that email?" And your coworker might take it as like this person's being bossy. It's being bossy, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you just have to, you know, watch out for those relationships, and you know, uh, having a conversation with your friends can just really make a difference. Like, hey, you know, I'm just this way. I'm not trying to be bossy. You know, things mm -hmm. like that. But I also recommend. Chileans, that sounds very, that sounds very big-headed, like, no, I recommend no. I uh, think there's 18 a million Pilean people, <laughs> where people in my community, friends, co-workers, family members, to, like, you can say 
Say how so, you feel. Say how you feel and nothing bad is going to happen. No. And if they're really your friend, especially if they're your gringo friend, like they're exactly. going to understand. Like they're going to be like, oh, I'm really glad that you came to me with this. And now I know and now we yeah, can fix it. Yeah. Thank you for being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Alejandra, Alejandra and I know this very well between our relationship. Yes. So like, yeah, this is very, this is like me and him talking <laughs> like, you know that time when I did this thing? Yes. Yeah. Because that is very much us. So yeah. Good. Yeah. That's a good point. Good. Good one. Uh Again, I think these are all kind of related. That's okay. Uh, socially awkward and shy. We can be a culture that is socially awkward and shy. Again, I know I'm saying things that are generalizations at the same time. There are all sorts of personalities within Chileans, just like in any country. But I think there's, there's a thing with gringos coming to parties or social gatherings for the first time mm-hmm. and uh, not feeling that they can be as open or as totally uh, as with as the way that we do it in the United States yeah you know because people are more shy or they come off as as them having like a more close a group of friends mm-hmm. instead of immediately inviting you in right there's it, no it such thing as like the welcome wagon like when you right. go to a new party like if you walk into a party and you don't know anybody you're going to be standing in the corner by yourself yeah. because nobody is going to approach or, you and or be you like you have to be the one who goes and you have like, to initiate hey hello initiate the conversation exactly yeah you have to like you as the person who doesn't know anybody has to be like hey, hi, I'm, you know, Alejandro's friend. He's not here yet, like, blah, blah, blah. And you might get some looks because going into a conversation or going into somebody and introducing yourself is not something a Chilean would probably do. They would probably just wait on their phone, you know, in the corner until their friend showed up. Or say an initial hello and then phone and then... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because you got to kiss everybody and then they'll ignore you. (laughs) Yes. But also, I was going to say the... um, there's a stereotype, especially like in the U.S., because we live closer to Mexico and to Central America, that Latinos are very loud and they like to dance, they're yeah, very boisterous, yeah. and like, you know, you watch the movie The Heights that Lin-Manuel Miranda did, and everybody's right, like, right, right. and like doing all these things. Yes. Chileans are not like that. No, not like until that. like about three in the morning when they've had like ten piscos. Exactly. That's when it starts to get <laughs> get wild. But if, if you want that kind of like, that type of feeling, Chile's not that place. Chileans, like the the girl said in the fungi thing, Chile, Chileans very much are, it's like the, they call themselves like the Britain of South America because yeah. they're very much more reserved. More they like their tea reserved, time. Reserved, that's the word. More reserved. And- mm-hmm. Okay, number four, uh, a hard time uh, taking criticism, which is all we've done so far. <laughs> <laughs> all the Chileans listening to this have turned it off and yeah. have been like, fuck. Right. Pinguino's yeah. already walked out. He's not. The, he just pressed record and left. He's angry. Uh, yeah, taking criticism, taking it as if, if it's some kind of like negative. I don't know what's the word. Or they like get attack, attack, or criticism instead of taking it as something constructive or that should motivate you. Yeah. Again, a general observation. Not everybody's like this. Yeah. Other people are not like this. You have to, like, I've, what I've noticed in my English classes, for example, you have to develop a rapport with your students before you can really get into, like, the correcting them. Mm. You can't just, like, jump in off the bat correcting everything they say because they're really not going to be responsive to that. Mm-hmm. So you have to sort of develop a rapport and, like, like a safe space for them mm-hmm. to realize that this is um, you trying to make them better, not trying to... Um, criticize them right right and on a personal level right and I think that and I don't have as much experience with this because I don't work at a company but I've heard through my students who have who are like managers that it's really hard for them to talk to their to their employees that work Mm -hmm. under them because they don't want to come off as they're attacking this person Mm -hmm. and it's sort of like it's never my fault you know what I mean it's like oh no but like like, if your manager comes to you and says, like, oh, you didn't send that email that I asked you. Oh, no, no, but, like, it wasn't, like, the program, and it just, like, yeah, but Jorge, yeah. and, like... Or it's because this other person was yeah. saying something to me at the, at the same time, so that's why... They, there's always a defense or a defensive right. answer. Right, exactly. That comes out instead of saying, like, oh, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm gonna do that right now, or whatever, you Yeah, know? you know what, it was my fault, I You did, know what, it was my fault. I meant to send that, but I forgot to write it down, or whatever, there's, like... Um, again, sort of related to all those things, like with the bank and everything, like nobody wants to be like, I don't know, or I didn't do that right, exactly. or, 
or whatever. And again, I think it's related to this like cultural thing of not wanting to look ridiculous, mm, not want, yeah. you know. And it's just part of the culture. Yeah. It's, it's not bad, but I mean, like, look, we can it's all improve. There's a balance. Good, but There's yes. a balance. Uh, gr- I yeah. know personally that I can be too aggressive sometimes, especially living here. Maybe mm-hmm. it wouldn't be seen as too aggressive in the U.S., mm-hmm. but I have to, like, I have to temper my attitude because I do live here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you know, you shouldn't, I don't think it's an appropriate reaction in a business world necessarily to get angry at somebody for being like, hey, I asked you some email and it's my time, huh? Everybody can right, grow, right? Right. right. Which doesn't mean you have to yell at them. But no, you don't have to yell at them. But, no. but, but be like, hey, remember I told you to say this? Please send Be more it. gentle. Like, and and respond of- in a kind of like, um, oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're a boss, you know, or you're feel, thinking about opening up a business in Chile or whatever, like, be aware that you might have to, you know, manage your um, the, the working style, I guess you'd say, or, mm-hmm. like, management style if you have Chilean employees. Mm-hmm. Might be just different. Yeah. Yeah. So, how many times have you had, related to this whole issue of, like, people not wanting to come off as uh, dumb or silly or ridiculous, have you had that experience where, I, I've had it more than once, and I think Pinguino has, where you ask for a direction oh or a place in, a s- in the street, street, yeah, and the person is like, uh, but uh, yeah. They tell you where there. to go, but yeah. they actually have no idea. And you go into that direction, and then you don't find it, and then you find out that it was the opposite direction, or it was like <laughs> left, not straight. Or... This is good <laughs> advice for people visiting Chile. Don't ask people, and unfortunately, just use a map, because they're going to tell you... I mean, you got a 50-50 chance to, like, get somebody who does not know where yeah. they're, you're going. So it might just be better to uh, use a map or uh, ask maybe well, we have somebody, the, like, from the kiosk. A kiosk. Yes. Because yeah, yeah. they, they, they work there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just somebody off the street, though. The people look at me like I'm an insane person when they ask me, um, hey, where is this thing? And I say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know. They look at me like I'm insane, like they just expected me to, like, give them some sort of answer. Right. But I'm like, of no, course I... it's better to to say, like, I don't... That's the thing. What's the phobia with saying, I don't know, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't Again, know. Again, I guess just not looking weird. Like, <laughs> but, but, like, nobody, like... To, Nobody's demanding you no, to know everything. No, like, if somebody's, like... <laughs> I I don't go to sleep at night going... That idiot that didn't know no, where where not. Red Funnels yeah, was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, or that person that tried the ATM. Oh, man, yeah. that that dumbass yeah. like, that tried the ATM and it didn't work. Like, <laughs> no, no, of course not. Nobody's thinking of you. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, uh, on to a little bit of more uh, positive uh, <laughs> comments. Okay. Chile, Chilean culture, uh, how the city and buildings are built... They're all built with seismic awareness. Um, and we Chileans can be very, um, what's the word? Like numb to little earthquakes. Right, uh-huh. Uh, especially small ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small yeah. earthquakes. I've gotten that to that point. <laughs> and yes, people like you who have been here for a while now mm-hmm. are accustomed to, to not even feel them. Yeah. I don't even feel them sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the gringos chat in the groups. Oh like, my god, they go crazy. Oh god, did you oh feel that? Oh god, I'm always like, no. No. And I, I don't mean to come off as this very like fearless person. I didn't even feel that. I actually didn't. Yep. <laughs> Our bodies are more accustomed <laughs> to. We need we needed to be bigger for us, Alejandro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These days, it's been such a long. We've had so many yeah. of them in us. I mean, That's what? That's what they what? said. That's exactly. That's what they said. No, I used yeah. to be extremely like I used to be that person that was the first person to feel the like like the little beginning little shake. shakes um, of my friends, and now I feel like I'm the last person. Like mm-hmm. and and like the like Discover Chile and those like gringo um, sites Facebook like go groups. crazy, and I'm like I have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> at all. I've been there several times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, of, of course there are some that you can't be like if some if it was like you know really a big one and somebody's yeah. like I totally didn't know you know they're just being a turd but there are some shaky shakies that are a little stronger yeah and yeah and, and, and then I text when it's them. a legit when oh, it's like yeah I, like I did feel that one yeah that one was uh that one okay <laughs> little wiggle wiggle yeah but and you sort of like you just don't get scared anymore you just sort of like sit there 
yeah and wait for exactly. it to stop wiggling like you're just like yeah. you just sort of look around you're like is it done is it done is yeah. it done okay it's done you then can actually pause the video for just example continue for... with uh, whatever you were doing yeah working or reading or there's the types of earthquakes where you don't pause your netflix and then the type of earthquakes yes. that you pause your I netflix mean, for you're briefly right. you do have briefly. a point you do have a point there are some the the stronger shaky shaky uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes you just just to check a little bit like how long is this gonna take yeah are we doing a is it gonna because sometimes it starts with a like if you've been in a bigger one which i have like not the 2010 one but i've mm-hmm. been in some, i did feel that one yeah yeah there was there was one a few years ago that was pretty strong like mm-hmm. that they sort of start with a little shake and then they get bigger yeah yeah and, and so for some seconds so you sort of start with a little that you start to notice the shake so sort of like you pause the netflix to see if it's gonna get a little bigger and then you're like nah and then you start your netflix back up again yeah yeah there you go <laughs> but, but i think it's pretty awesome that uh, i don't know if you've talk about this issue in another episode uh, where you speak more about the architecture or the construction of buildings and houses and stuff mm-hmm. but I think it's pretty awesome that everything is uh, built with awareness of earthquakes Chile is very very good with their infrastructure yeah. with their roads there's a whole code yeah like you if follow. you go to any other South American country really um the the roads the buildings aren't going to compare with the quality that they have in chile like i remember one time we had an earthquake here and it was shaky shaky it was a bigger one but like we went about our life and just kind of like we're like oh, i remember that thing yesterday <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. they had the exact same seismic mm. uh like magnitude na- number, in yeah. california who should also have the very yes. similar infrastructure and like buildings were like on the like not collapse not but like cracking, cracking and like and the grocery breaking. stores were totally fucked up mm-hmm. and it's just like we're really lucky especially in santiago that you are safe mm-hmm. like you really are um i mean it's really devastating like seeing what happened in haiti this past week because that's, right. that's another country that is just they just don't have the money to build on that infrastructure mm. and so something or like last year in mexico there was an earthquake things that are like half the seismic magnitude that we have here is going to devastate a city when it wouldn't even like mm-hmm. we would literally not even pause our netflix for it yeah so i don't mean to sound callous i'm just trying to like put out there that that Chile, especially Santiago, has amazing infrastructure That's, and is really prepared for earthquakes. It's a great thing. It's awesome. Yeah. And finally, number seven. Ding, ding, ding. We cannot not mention this. A pretty awesome one as well. Mm-hmm. Good wine. That is true. You're going to assume it about Chile and it is absolutely true. Yes. We're usually in the around seventh place when they do all the top tens. Mm-hmm, of wine of mm-hmm. the different publications that talk about of the world of the world of the yeah. world they talk about like the best countries in the world to have wine blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and we're usually between six and eight seven average right and, um uh, there's a good reason for that we have uh, amazing valleys amazing variety uh, the difference in the the coastline and the different yes. places where you can grow it different climates And the thing is, honestly, we have an entire wine episode with uh, with a girl named Jessica, and she is like a, she's a sommelier. So, like, yeah, if you want to learn about it. wine, she's got all the Chilean info about wine. And she said, like, Chilean wine's actually better than a lot of countries, but they don't have the clout yet because mm. for a long time, the Chileans uh, the Chilean wine wasn't really exported, mm-hmm. and Chileans. Anyway, so Jessica explained that like Chile is actually really new in the market. And that when they were producing wine for a long time, they were just producing them for Chileans. And there wasn't, like, Chileans really just drink table wine. They don't mm-hmm. necessarily want the really sophisticated thing. They also have that Spanish thing where they used, a lot of times they used to make jote, which is mixing wine mm-hmm. with Coca-Cola and things. Yeah, so um, I really think that Chilean wine is better than a lot of those other places, but mm-hmm. it's just not as well known. Which is good for us because we can drink a very good wine for very cheap. I was going to say, that one of the great things, very cheap. Like you can find a uh, 4,000 or 5,000 uh, pesos wine and mm-hmm. it's going to be great. Yeah, great and you wine. go to another country, that exact same bottle is like four times the yes, price. Yeah. 
And like I went, I went to California a couple of years ago, and I just wanted like a basic Californian wine, and it was like twenty bucks, and I was like, "What?" Because I'm used to spending just like you know four thousand pesos on a bottle yeah, of yeah. wine that's really good, <laughs> a good Cabernet or yeah. a good Carmenere. And that, that's another thing. If you didn't know, Carmenere is only grown here. So yes, the actual uh, grape of Carmenere is only grown in Chile. Yeah, um, the, the grape is from France, but only grown in Chile. Yeah, because how about we don't do spoilers for the wine episode? No, you guys go listen yeah, to the wine episode. The wine it's episode. so educational. Uh, we drink wine, me and Alicia, and we get a little tipsy. And Jessica explains all the, the Chilean wine stuff. And I learned car- a lot. The Carmenere story is pretty mm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. well known. Uh, totally. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of. Uh, uh, repentant. Um, I regret the fact that in university, sometimes hanging out with friends, we would we would do the box of wine, which is freaking disgusting. Close and uh, 120. Pique, yeah, gato. gato, those. Because, ah, it's a cheap, you can get for like a Luca. And it's uh-huh. like, we could have put three more Lucas and have an actual good wine and still have it for like student price. And yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That, that is a thing. I yeah, think, but I think that's it. every like culture when you first yeah. start drinking, right? Like in yeah, university, university, I remember the like vodka bottles with the handle that were like giants. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the, the, it the, gives me a headache just to think about those curse, bottles. Right? Yeah. Or the shitty beer, and then yeah. you learn afterwards in life. We have a beer learn. episode as well. Excellent. Yeah, so the beer episode's a little bit less educational because uh, we didn't have a, like, a professional... Alicia knows a lot about beer, but we didn't have somebody like Jessica who's like a registered sommelier. Yeah, sommelier. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, I remember talking to her and her mentioning the same thing a few years ago. Like, yeah. Um, the good thing is that Chile is still considered like a niche. It's niche wine. exotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wine. I mean, in 10 years more, we might be like, damn it, remember that time when we could get yeah. deep wine? I remember one time <laughs> I went to... Because it was still considered hipstery in the rest of the world. <laughs> and you accidentally develop a palate for wines. So you go back to the US and you're like, what is this shit? Mm. Like, unless you're drinking California wine or French wine or something, you're like, what is this bullshit that yeah. you're, you just put in my glass? Unfortunately, you can't yeah. enjoy just like normal wine and anymore. People used to thinking like oh this is really good and it's yeah like, and no, you're like not. no I, you, like you take a sip and you're like if i drink this glass i will have such a bad fucking hangover tomorrow like you, it's just it's it's you you accidentally develop a palate like i remember when i first came here i was invited to a party and so i went to the grocery store and i saw two for one bottle of wine it was mm-hmm. red wine i didn't know anything about red wine. i drank it in the u.s but i didn't have any palate really mm-hmm. And it was 120, which if you guys are listening and you live in Chile and you've been here for any amount of time, you know 120 is like shit wine. Like shit, yeah. shit, shit wine. It's it's pretty low down there. In right. The and I was so excited list. to get two bottles for one. And I brought it to this party. And like looking back now, I'm super embarrassed because I came, <laughs> went to this like nice party and brought two <laughs> bottles of 120. And, and I'm like, well, were, I didn't know. People were... People were probably, probably like, like, the uh, fuck uh, you do this for? <laughs> Why did you just... We're not making sangria tonight. Like, what is happening? Yeah, so... Ah, wine's great. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing this thing. I had so much fun talking with you. Me too. Had so much fun. Yeah. We'll have to invite you back. You've passed the test, so we can invite you back now. Yay. Yeah. So, uh, once again, just... um, Tell us, uh, well, Alejandro, you have stuff you want to share. I passed the test just like my HIV and my COVID. Oh, good for you, baby. Negative and negative. I'm glad you told me about the COVID thing now, (laughs) post-recording this in person. I've told you before. Um, So, Alejandro, you are also a Spanish teacher, right? Yes. Uh, Profession-wise, my major is media and film. I'm also a filmmaker, but I'm also... I'm always uh, working in independent projects on the side. So uh, to earn money, I do other things. Now I'm a Spanish teacher. I have some Gringo students. They seem to enjoy my class. So go to Instagram and go to Spanish.tutor.santiago. At Spanish.tutor.santiago. Spanish Tutor Santiago. With uh-huh. dots in between. Yeah, yes. Peter's. Okay, perfect. On Instagram. And they can, I mean, you've been teaching Spanish for a and while, then, so you've uh, got experience. Yes. For okay, perfect. At least five or six years. Yeah. So yeah. if you're looking for Spanish classes, do you do them only in person or do you virtual? What's going on with that? Uh, uh, 
uh, I, I can do both actually. Okay, so um, I mean, I've been doing I've been doing them online as well. I actually have a student that lives in Chicago, and we have class every week, uh, more than once a week uh, online. Yeah, so if you're so, thinking about visiting Chile or you just want to learn Spanish, you're listening from the U.S. Alejandro, you know, you can tell he's friendly. Um, you can contact him through Instagram, yeah. and uh, y'all can talk. And just again, before we end, um, events coming up. We have the live the Ch- Chistolas. Is the- it in English or is it bilingual? It's... We're figuring it out. Okay, so there's a- <laughs> there's going to be at least I some English. I think it's probably gonna, going to be uh, in English. Okay, in English. all the comedians if in not, English. If not, it's going to be bilingual. Okay. Uh, on September 4th at TPM Bar... There are several TPM bars. This is the one in Tobalaba, mm-hmm. not the one in Hernando de Aguirre. Uh, it's TPM bar Tobalaba in Tobalaba 455. Uh, we are going to ask for a pase de movilidad, your vaccination uh, card. And how much does it cost has, to go? And it costs uh, 3,000 or 3,600. 3, you can go start good with that. You, you say 3,600 is better to say that. Okay, why is it 3,600, not 3,500? Uh, because it includes the cargo por servicio uh, that you get for yeah. buying it at this particular website. Okay, okay. Um, and we'll put all the links there. And then also, um, don't and also don't forget our horrible movie night that's coming up October 7th. 7th. Um, it'll probably be a horror movie celebrating the, the great tradition of Halloween in Gringolandia. That'll be funny, fun. It's I'll be there, or Pinguino and Alejandro. If so you, you like bad movies, go we're just going to laugh. Movie. We're going to make sure ever all the protocols also for COVID are um, are followed. So first come, first serve, and we'll put more information on that on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is where? This is at the Black Rock Pub. It is one of the best pubs in the city, in my opinion. Um, I think Alejandro will agree. And yes. it's near Metro Tobalaba. So it's going to be there, as he said, putting more... Um, it's an antro de gringos. It's a little bit hidden, but it's really Yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> and it's it's very much pub-y. So if you're looking for a pub, that's where you go. Yeah, with a variety of beers. Yeah, good beer. It's pub food kind of situation. And my boyfriend, who's Chilean, says the best choriana in the city. Fish and chips, all those kinds of things. So, mm-hmm. so it's really good. Just a show. TPM Bar Tualaba. Tualaba 455. Uh, 3,600 pesos and it's at 7 p.m. Yeah, and the gringo movie night, gringo movie night, the horror, the, oh oh my gosh, the horrible movie night is free. And like I said, more info on that later and uh, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. We love you. Thank you, Alejandro, for coming and being Thank our guest. So yeah, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was, was fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. So when in doubt, gringo out. Bye. Chile Today podcast is produced by Diego Pinguino Rivera. It is written by Alicia Lubin and Bethany Francis in conjunction with ChileToday.cl. Hope you enjoy.